the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by Border Hawk News on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador. George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from deep in the heart of South Texas in San Antonio. Welcome to the show. We've got a big one today, again, as usual, my friends. We've got a, what I consider a one of my heroes is on, uh, is my guest today, my first guest. Uh, I am really thrilled to have uh, this gentleman. I want to thank his um, his granddaughter who lives here in San Antonio, uh, Miss Crystal Keen. I really want to thank her for helping me um, uh, get him on the show. We have none other than Mr. Cal Thomas. Now, Mr. Cal Thomas is an, an institution. Uh, he is someone who has been around. Uh, he is a writer. Uh, he is a ho- he has been hosts of his own show. He has. Uh, uh, he is a conservative pundit. I mean, the, he, I, I can't say enough good things about this guy. I am so excited to have him on the show. He is our first guest, and uh, I, I hope that we can get him back on uh, in, in, in other, uh, at other times. But uh, I'm really excited that we've got none other than Mr. Cal Thomas. He's going to talk to you about his new, show, a new um, uh, book as well, but uh, I'm really thrilled that he's going to be on. We also have Mr. Art Del Cueto. Art is with the uh, National Border Patrol Council. Uh, he is in Arizona. We usually have Brandon Judd, who is the president of the National Border Patrol Council. Um, Art is uh, vice president, I believe, and he uh, is out of Arizona. We're going to chat with him uh, about this whole situation that uh, the removal of, of, uh, chapter, of, of Title 42 um, how it's beginning to impact on them as well. Uh, it, it is it is a, a real travesty, my friends, an absolute hypocrisy. Here in San Antonio, for example, we've got the uh, the mayor uh, carrying on about the importance of uh, of masks and uh, being uh, safe in public, uh, while at the same time he's welcoming all of these people from uh, across the border, all of these illegal aliens, um, who in many cases have not even been checked for uh, COVID. Uh, also, they uh, we don't know if they're terrorists or not. <laughs> We've had uh, 42 confirmed identifications of terrorists, people that are on the terrorist list that uh, have been caught at the border. Who knows how many have not been caught at the border, my friends. That on top of the people who are, uh, who are uh, rapists and thieves and murderers. Ah, I mean, we can go on. Um, our final segment... It is a segment, uh, is a series of interviews that I did recently at an event of, uh, of folks regarding what is, uh, what is the most important thing that they are seeing as far as, as far as issues and the upcoming election and what's going on in there, uh, how uh, politics is impacting on their lives. You're going to want to listen to this. We've got uh, several very, very good folks uh, who are going to be chatting about it, and, uh, in, including Miss Jackie Klein. Mr. Michael Rodriguez, who is running for Congress, uh, Mr. Manny Garcia, uh, Ms. Vanessa Alvarado, uh, Ms. Irina uh, Rudolph. You're going to want to hear Irina because uh, she is uh, from the for- former Soviet Union. She's got some things to say about uh, socialism. And uh, Mr. Brandon Bradshaw, who is uh, uh, president of the uh, San Antonio uh, Republican Men's Club here. And uh, you're going to want to hear what they've got to say, my friends. Uh, they, these folks uh, were, were very, very articulate in explaining what they're, what, what, uh, they're seeing. 
So, my friends, thank you. We want to welcome. Um, we want to thank. Uh, we want to thank uh, Border Hawk News for uh, being our sponsor. They uh, do a great job for us of, in supporting us, and we also want to thank uh, all of you for listening in. Now, let me remind you once again that this is a pre-recorded show, so you don't need to call the radio station. So, without further ado, let's go to Mr. Cal Thomas. Howdy, howdy, howdy! Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, here in San Antonio. And uh, we have the pleasure, my friends, of getting someone very, very special, someone that I've admired uh, for a while, uh, Mr. Cal Thomas, the uh, noted uh, author as well as uh, commentator. And uh, I wanted uh, to reach out to him and uh, ask him about uh, what his thoughts are and what um, uh, this mess that uh, is called an administration in Washington uh, Cal, thank you very, very much for being on our show. I am so thrilled and privileged. Give us your thoughts. What about, for, let's start with the economy, because I just filled up my truck yesterday, and it was 120 bucks, and I'm sitting in Texas. So uh, I can't imagine what it's like in other, in other states. Well, in California, it's over $7 a gallon. And uh, the, the problem is, uh, is not uh, a mystery, George. It is there are certain basics to economics that apply no matter who is in office? If you spend more than you're taking in, you have a debt. And if you grow the debt by spending more, you have inflation. We have a $30 trillion debt in this country. And as I write in my latest book, America's Expiration Date, no nation has ever been able to sustain itself with that kind of debt. It's just impossible. But the politicians don't want to cut anything. Even Republicans, when they're in charge, if they try to cut the rate of increase in spending, not actual spending, uh, then the left and the media uh, denounce them as uh, uncaring about the poor, letting children suffer, racism, bigotry, and all these other things. And they usually uh, cower uh, in fear. Now, I have proposed for a long time that there ought to be an outside auditor with no political interests to come in and to examine the entire federal government to get rid of programs that aren't working. And if any program could be done at, a, at less expense and more effectively by the private sector, to transfer it to the private sector. But as Ronald Reagan used to say, the only proof of eternal life in Washington is a government program. <laughs> I remember him saying that. That is very, very true. You know, it's very, very interesting, this whole situation, the impact of this of this economy. Uh, for example, the situation with, with, uh, with, with fuel, as we're talking about. Uh, yesterday, there was a uh, situation at, uh, at uh, City Hall where there was a demand by the local uh, Black Lives Matter group uh, claiming that um, these prices are, are, are racist and they are uh, the fault of the... Uh, of, of the capitalist uh, price gouging uh, energy companies, which uh, I, I mean, I, I, either they are stupid or completely, I mean, so blindly Marxist that they uh, they don't recognize what's going on. Well, after they've spent all this money on a mansion in Los <laughs> Angeles and uh, have uh, have revealed uh, to be completely uh, uh, bogus in their spending of people's contributions, I think you would take all of those with a grain of salt. Look, a year and a half ago, we were energy independent. We weren't buying any more oil from Saudi Arabia. Now we're begging Saudi Arabia to produce more. We're going hat in hand to Venezuela, uh, and uh, we're, we're talking about a, a ridiculous nuclear deal with Iran whose Ayatollahs say that they believe their God uh, wants them to produce a nuclear weapon and to use it against Israel and the United States. So, uh, even during the Clinton administration, we had a balanced budget. The problem in Washington is spending, and the problem as far as gas prices are concerned is exploration, restarting the Keystone Pipeline, drilling on American land, on land and offshore. This is not a mystery. It's been done before. But the left and the media, but I repeat my myself, uh, continue to uh, uh, promote this line about the evils of capitalism, big oil, uh, 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 disgusting profits, and all the rest. We know what works. We've seen it before. And if Black Lives Matter thinks that gas prices are racist, then that should blame the Biden administration because they're running the show right now and the Democrats in Congress. <laughs> Boy, I, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't have explained it better. Let me switch gears on you and ask you a very, very hot question that uh, we're all watching right now. Um, most recently, it was reported that um, uh, 42 uh, known terrorists, people that were on the terrorist watch list, have uh, been uh, detained at the border 
uh, and then later released in some cases. Uh, that's That adds to the number of gang members that are crossing. That adds to the number of uh, criminals, petty criminals and, and major criminals, folks that are uh, pedophiles, folks that are murderers. Um, and, and, and Jan Psaki at the, at the White House says, well, she's happy that the uh, Border Patrol is doing their job. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, what... <laughs> What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, again, George, uh, no nation can sustain itself, as I write in my book, if it doesn't control its borders. It's like uh, having a, say, glass of milk, and then you pour another substance into it, and the milk is diluted. You keep pouring that other substance, and the milk is eventually replaced by the other substance. Uh, the media, as far as uh, covering this, only Fox News is doing a continued uh, and credible coverage of this. Uh, we have no border anymore under this administration. It's basically open borders, and the cartels are, are telling people, we'll help you get to America, you have to pay us, but after you get there, you'll get all this free stuff. And we were told, first of all, that it was family units, and we can't deny family units. Now you see the videos of single men, or at least individual men, no wives, no children, just pouring in. We're putting them on buses, we're taking them to airports in Texas, and then uh, allowing them to go anywhere they want at, at U.S. taxpayers' expense uh, that they want to in America. And we, we give them this piece of paper, so we've got to show up for a, uh, before an immigration judge. They're not going to show up before an immigration judge, and there's no... Uh, legal authority for grabbing them if they don't. So we've got a really serious problem, and I think it's being done deliberately by the administration and by people who want to destroy America. Don't forget, Barack Obama said that he wanted to fundamentally transform America. That is what's happening right now, and the transformation is not in the interest of this country. Yeah, I, 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 all right, once again, let me ask you uh, a final question, and tell us, I'm, I'm fascinated by your book. Uh, the title, the the book that you've just uh, finished, and I, I please tell us about it. Tell us about the title and how you came up with it. Well, it came out at the beginning of COVID, so it didn't get a whole lot of uh, publicity. <laughs> it's called America's Expiration Date, and it's uh, it, it is a look at empires and superpowers of the past and what has contributed to their decline. Uh, the one thing that never changes is human nature, George. You can change modes of transportation. You can change hair and clothes styles. You can change a number of other things, but you can't change human nature. And as I said earlier, massive national debt, uncontrolled immigration without uh, assimilation, uh, a loss of uh, shared faith in God, uh, and, and several other things are all extant in America right now. We have 20% of uh, the Generation Z, I think they're called, who have no religious faith at all. You have people who believe they're entitled to other people's money. If you look at the latest uh, Medicare open season last year, the commercials you saw on television contained four words, benefit, entitlement, free, and um, I'll forget the fourth one now, but anyway, th this is what has been uh, put into the minds of the American people for so long, and, oh, along with envy. If you, if you make more than I do, you owe me to make it fair. And this is what you hear from the left all the time. Uh, the, the, the rich aren't paying their fair share. We've heard this for 40 years. The so-called rich pay more than the middle and lower income people. It's the spending that's the problem. But you can't get politicians to pay attention to this because spending is their mother's milk. Their interest primarily is keeping themselves in office, which is why we need to vote them out after just a few terms before they get corrupted. But we don't because we like getting those government benefits. Do you think that uh, people who are economically dependent on a government, on a uh, king, on a political boss? Do you think that people who are economically dependent are free people? No, I don't. And, uh, you know, government used to be a last resort in this country. Uh, now it's a first resource. Uh, <laughs> we, we used to have a, uh, we, we had a government that uh, uh, would provide a safety net to those in real need, but now it's a hammock. Uh, the late Jack Kemp, the former congressman and HUD secretary, used to say that Republicans measure uh, compassion by how many people they manage to get off welfare. But the left measures compassion 
by how many people are on welfare, because, again, that helps them sustain themselves in office. The founders never intended for public service to be a career. These were people who were lawyers, businessmen, uh, and, uh, and had other real jobs who came to Washington for a self-limited time and then went home to their real jobs. My favorite story that exposes this was from my longtime friend George McGovern, the 1972 uh, Democratic presidential uh, nominee. Uh, he, he lost in the Reagan landslide. He lost his Senate seat in 1980. So he hadn't doing, done anything other than public service since coming back from World War II, and he decided to go up to Connecticut and buy an inn and try to run it. After a couple of years, it went bankrupt, and the Wall Street Journal called him up wanted to know what happened. And then the only thing you need to know is what happens to politicians who stay too long in Washington. George McGovern said, gee, if I'd known how difficult it was to run a business, I might have voted differently in the Senate. <laughs> the rest of the case. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, that, that is really sad. Uh, we're going to let you go, but I thank you so much for, for, for taking time to be with us. I would hope that we could get you back on again sometime in the future. It's been a privilege. Thank you, George. Thank you. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez and El Conservador in San Antonio. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM radio, and we've got uh, our good friend, Mr. Art Del Cueto, uh, in Arizona, and uh, Art is, uh, is uh, one of the leaders of the Border Patrol Council, the National Border Patrol Council, and I wanted to get him on because the numbers, my friends, are outrageous that have come out, the report on the number of apprehensions, just these are apprehensions at the border, uh, two hundred over two hundred and twenty-one thousand. I mean, that's uh, that's a, a small city. So, uh, Art, talk to us about these numbers because I want to make sure that the people understand uh, what is being said and what is not being said. Well, uh, first off, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. And, and what people need to understand is the severity of what those numbers represent. Those are apprehensions. Those are sure numbers, right? They know that's what they've apprehended. However, how many of those apprehended have been released in the United States because they've claimed some type of asylum? At the same time, it's the old domino effect. While these individuals have been getting processed, while they were apprehended, how many went and came through on the back end? How many came through on the back end? Those are your gotaway numbers, which there's no actual secure number as to how many gotaways there are. Then you add that the cartels, the criminal elements, they know what they're doing. They know that, they, that they're that they flooding certain areas with all these illegal aliens and distracting Border Patrol agents because all these apprehensions, they had to have gotten processed. What does that mean? When you get processed, you have to have agents do the transport, take them to an area where they can... Pro- take them to an area where they can process them securely. All the while, the drug cartels are bringing drugs across the, uh, into the United States because they realize there's gaps. And that's evident because the amount of drugs you see on, on, on the news, it's every day there's more fentanyl, more meth getting apprehended, and the street value doesn't go up, which shows you that it's getting through in mass amounts. Yep, Exactly. So this situation, um, it, it also it, they also reported that uh, over two million since October, since uh, this past fiscal year, two million illegal aliens, uh, or should I say, excuse me, let me back up, that since Biden took over in January, over two million have been apprehended. And again, that's the apprehensions. That's not the gotaways right. and everything else. And that's only a year and a half into this administration. Where are we going to end up when, the, when, when you know, the four years are over? And of those individuals that have come in that have asked for asylum, how many will show up? 
Uh, you know, it's it's been proven in the fa- in the past that not many of them show up. And the wi- right way to do it and the right way to ask for asylum, why are these individuals not going through the port of entry, turning themselves in the port of entry so the officers at the port of entry can do the, the paperwork? Why are they doing it in between the ports where they're having border patrol agents have to go and deal with it? It's because the cartels are very much entrenched in those areas and they realize what they're doing. They realize that they're moving agents from between the ports so they can deal with the processing of these individuals, then they can get their own products across. Now, the other thing that, that's very disturbing, and uh, it was also bothersome, I mean, I, I, it was, uh, I was in shock how uh, the White House answered the question, but uh, that 23, at least 23 identified terrorists, people who are on the terrorist list, have been apprehended. Now, when that was reported to the uh, to the White House for comment, Jan Psaki said, "Well, we're happy that the Border Patrol is doing its job." How much? <laughs> well, I think our job, the, the Border Patrol's job, goes beyond that. It's apprehending individuals between the ports and making sure that one, the criminals are brought to justice, and second of all, that they're able to send individuals back to their country uh, if they don't belong here. And at the same time, those that are asking for asylum. Uh, you know, under President Trump, they were waiting outside of the U.S. to to show that their cases were were real cases. But right now, uh, I mean, are we really saying that the border patrol agents are being able to do their job when they're handcuffed each and every day? They're having to apprehend these individuals. They're getting released in the United States. You know, we know that a lot of these have turned out to be false uh, asylum claims, and they never, uh, you know, go back to court. Maybe the asylum officers, maybe the asylum judges, maybe they need to start doing their job. Maybe they need to start coming out of the border and fast-tracking some of these cases. And and at the same time, I mean, if you caught 23, how many didn't you catch? (laughs) No, exactly. How many got away? Look, I just got a report yesterday uh, alone in one station in Arizona. There was, you know, close to 100 individuals that came across, turned themselves into Border Patrol. Um, You know, over 90 of them were from uh, Cuba. And the rest of them were minors, unaccompanied minors. And And then we'll hear it again later on, right? Oh, the Border Patrol separated minors when in reality it's the families that are separating themselves by turning over their children to drug traffickers, sex traffickers, yes, exactly. uh, and, you know, drugs, but all that. But then you hear it and say, oh, well, you guys separated. No, you know, no one separated. They separated themselves. Uh, think of it this way. In America, you cannot leave your dog inside a hot car with the windows rolled up because you will get prosecuted. However... These individuals are turning their children over to drug traffickers, human smugglers, and to sex traffickers. And they're not facing any consequences for doing that to a child. And, you know, the other aspect of it uh, regarding that whole situation of of the blame falling on Border Patrol, uh, I recently, uh, it was recently reported that some woman uh, lost her life while climbing the fence while climbing the fence. Now, forgive me for being callous, but it seems like she would not have hurt herself if she was not trying to enter the country illegally. Or, or if this administration wouldn't continue to promote the, the, the message that it's okay to enter the United States illegally and you will not face consequences. Uh, when you see these children that are coming across, when you're seeing the children that are being abandoned, that is a direct result of the current administration and their lack of enforcement at the border. You need political will. We're a country of immigrants, and there's a legal way to do it. I have said it till I'm blue in the face. I'm 100% pro-immigration, but I'm pro-legal immigration. And the way this administration is going about it to allow uh, lawlessness and at the same time allow the cartels to line their pockets with more money is truly disgusting. It's, it is. You know, I, I really... We, if we're ever going to stop this, we need to stop encouraging illegal immigration, which is what we seem to continually do. And not only do we encourage it, we seem to reward it afterwards. Yeah, it's being it's being rewarded. And, and, I, and I tell you what, people aren't taking responsibility. And, and I hate to switch switch subjects on you, but we've all seen the attacks that were done on the horse patrol down there in Del Rio, Texas. And, and look at it. Uh, now the criminal investigation is over it proved that they didn't do anything criminally and people were talking about that it sounds great but what i want to remind the listeners is the actual uh, investigation administrative has not been terminated yet they're still going through the administrative case 
and we won't know until later what's going to come out of that because they still can face discipline up to termination. Now, the chief of the Border Patrol, he posted some pictures how he used to be horse patrol and he was, you know, proud of his time with the horse patrol. So he's aware of the training. He's aware that these agents were using split reins and he's aware that these agents were not violating any, any policy. So why not end the witch hunt? Why not stop wasting the taxpayer money on an investigation where agents did absolutely nothing wrong? That's right. And again, I want to point out that uh, the media has said very, very little about uh, their, the, 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 uh, the agents being uh, acknowledged or, or, or uh, that they were found not guilty on it. It doesn't, it doesn't fit the narrative. That's the, that's the problem. It yep. doesn't fit the narrative. My man, thank you very much for taking time to be with us again. Uh, how are things in, in your sector there in, in Arizona? They, now that it's getting warm, are they slowing down at all? No, they're, they're not slowing down. And, you know, you see all the apprehension numbers, and it's something that's of a lot of importance to a lot of people. But uh, Tucson, Arizona still is is right now our sector in Tucson is still number one in the entire country when it comes to gotaways. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. My man, thank you very much, and uh, stay safe. Uh, we've been speaking with our good friend, uh, Art Del Cueto, who is uh, with the uh, National Border Patrol Council, and uh, he is an active uh, agent uh, as well. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you very much. You guys be careful. Folks, once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and we've got Miss Jacqueline Klein uh, here with us to uh, chat. I want to uh, ask her what uh, she sees as the pressing issues of the day, either state, local, or uh, federal. Okay. Thank you, George, for asking. Um, I am a candidate for local school board. So what I am hearing are the most pressing issues from my constituents are uh, they asked me about CRT in schools. They are extremely concerned with their property taxes and the way that their valuations keep rising. And um, they are just, they're, everybody's concerned about what they're hearing on the news is going on on the opposition. Now, the uh, situation with, um, with CRT, uh, it seems to be play, downplayed by the media. But uh, in fact, a lot of people don't even know that it's, that it's uh, being taught in some of the schools. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I think that the media would like to tell you that it's something that's only being taught in law school at Harvard. Um, it has definitely infiltrated our schools. We are seeing evidence of it coming out of classrooms and things that lessons that are coming home with students. And on the left, I think that they will argue both sides that it's uh, not being taught. But if it was, it would be a good thing. And those two things cannot be true at once. The uh, other issue that we've been dealing with uh, nationally as well as locally is the issue of the uh, mask of the kids. Uh, I recently was on a flight to Washington, D.C. Uh, there were some illegal aliens, or should we say some migrants, on the flight. And uh, they didn't have any face covering. So, uh, uh, your thoughts? I think that we have slipped into a situation where some of those migrants maybe have more rights than American citizens do. Um, I think that the mask mandates in schools were something that really uh, brought these parents' concerns to the forefront. I don't think that the uh, science bore out that the mask mandates were appropriate. I know that before I was a candidate, I did go to a school board meeting and speak against them. Um, especially when it comes to kids that are learning how to read, they need to be able to see teachers articulate as they are reading. And small children especially respond to facial cues. It's, a, it's an important part of social development. And I think that it was to the detriment of our students to keep the mask for a year. Do you think that some of the kids have been frightened? Because I, I have seen kids wearing masks at the store, at events, et cetera, et cetera. And it seems like they're just scared to take the mask off. Absolutely. I, I think that it is just heartbreaking that there are children out there that their resilience 
has been confused for um, compliance. They are scared to death to take the mask off because they think that they are going to kill their parents. They're going to kill their grandparents. And that's not right. These kids deserve to get to be kids. They have healthy immune systems and they deserve to thrive and and just have a, a normal existence, a typical childhood. Final question. Do you think that our schools are prepared for the number of alien children, migrant children, uh, second language children that are coming into this country? Absolutely not. The, the school districts were not meeting the needs of children. They are not turning out college-ready uh, graduates out of 12th grade, um, regardless of what career paths you want to follow in adulthood. They need to be ready to go to college, and I am hearing that they are not. Got it. Once again, we've been speaking with our good friend, Ms. Jacqueline Klein, who is a candidate. Now, where again? Northeast Independent School Board trustee, candidate in District 2, the Roosevelt Cluster. Got you. In San Antonio. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And uh, we've got uh, another gentleman, another person here, uh, who is running for uh, Congress, Mr. Michael Rodriguez. No no relation. We've got to make sure that uh, we have that disclosure. But Michael is running for Congress uh, in the 35th district, I believe. Yep. 30, Congressional district 35. And uh, I wanted to get him to tell us uh, what uh, what issues are you hearing are important to the people that you're talking to, Michael? Uh, thank you, George. Uh, so first off, the first uh, issues and main ones that people are concerned about with me is what are we going to do about the border, you know, the security of our border? And I tell them my issue with that is the fact that, you know, in Congress, you know, it's Congress' responsibility to have that overall cover of security of our nation, which includes the border. So I want to bring back that coverage. And, you know, we should be, our Texas National Guard should not be solely responsible for securing the Texas border. And the federal government, you know, with Title 32, should at least incorporate that and use those resources to help those soldiers that are on the border. Now, recently, there was a, uh, a um, poll that showed that Hispanics uh, are leaving the Democrat Party in huge numbers and that Biden's approval among Hispanics, Biden's approval has hit something like 27%, which is a historical low for any any president that has ever, when they've taken... Uh, a poll like that. What are your thoughts? Well, I think because uh, growing up uh, in a Hispanic community, you know, we are pushed on that the Democrats are the ones that are in favor for us and that want to save, you know, th- that they're here to help us in whichever way. So I think now with everything that's going on, it's, the light is finally being shined on that they are not the only ones that are here to save them or, as they put it, save them or save us. That... You know, the Republicans, you know, we have our views, we have our values, and our values pretty much, and our views will cover everyone. And that's basically like how I run too. Like, I'm here for everyone. I'm here to cover all. I mean, the laws are already written, and we are just going to enforce what's already there. And and then I think it's, it's starting to shine that, you know, hey, you know, the Democrats, they're, uh, they're, not, they're not helping us as they say they are. Thank you very much, Michael. Good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And we're here with Mr. Manny Garcia, who is uh, actually born in, uh, in Illinois, but he's here in San Antonio now. And uh, I wanted to ask him, as I've been asking other folks, what do you see as the big problems, or the big issues uh, facing uh, Americans, facing Texans today? Well, I think first and foremost... Uh, my family came to this country in the 60s. Of course, I was born in the 70s, but they came here. It was tough, struggle, but they did it legally. One of the big problems that I see right now is all the illegal crossings of people that are coming to this country, which is fine. I'm all about legal immigration. If you're going to be here, do it the right way. 
you know, because people start wondering why are their property taxes going up? Well, because we're having to pay for other things that, are, that we didn't ask for. What I'm telling you is people are going to come to this country, do it, do it the right way. My family, it was tough. It was tough for a minute. And you know what? I signed up. I did 23 years in the military to say thank you to this country for allowing my family to come here and do something with ourselves. Now, we're very fortunate to live here. We're fortunate, but we need to also recognize that, you know, what we have here can be taken away and can be taken away by illegally through means of illegal crossing over. Why do we have to pay however much money we have to pay for each illegal immigrant that come across, come across this to our country? I've heard that there's numbers about um, 40,000 or something. It's typical. I remember exactly. It's, it's a high number of, of, of dollars that we have to pay as taxpayers to offset that cost. Why? Why should we do that? We need to do something about that. We need to stop it. We're not saying don't come to this country. If you're going to come here, do it the right way. Do it the right way. Be legal about the whole thing. You know, this is, we're a country of, of, of law. We want to keep law in order here. And, and my thing, my message to everyone would be, it's just that is, is stand with the people. If you know a representative, and it just so happens that the conservative uh, candidates are the ones that are really following it. A lot of them are, are, are listening to us. And those are the ones that are, that are, that are, are really trying to do, a, are fighting for us on our team. I won't get too much into that because I don't know exactly each one of the candidates that are running, but I can tell you this, is that uh, if they're for open borders, yeah, that's not good for anybody. It's not good for you. And if your gas prices are going up and if your property taxes are going up, look at that. Please look at that and make sure that when you think of that, you don't want to be in a socialist country. We don't want to be socialist. We are a capitalist Capitalism. I heard this thing about how to, uh, you know, how to determine what's a socialism. Well, let's say if you were in a classroom and the teacher says, I'm going to give everybody a 78 or a 78 across the board. I don't care. There's 30 of you guys here, but you're all going to get a 78 as, 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 a, as a grade. Why should I get a 78 grade if I made an A? Well, you know, it's got, everybody's got the same thing. No, it's not fair. And it's not right. If you made an A, you need to get that A. You know, if you if you get a 60, you need to work on that. The point is this. I know I may have gone a little off track here, but I'm just saying we are a country of law and order. Let's let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. And that's that's all I got to say. Thank you for, for talking to me. You got it. We've been talking with our good friend, Manny Garcia. Hi, folks. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And we've got Miss Vanessa Alvarado. And uh, I'm going to ask her the same question I've been asking the other folks. Vanessa what do you think are the pressing issues that are challenging us right now as Americans and as Texans and as Hispanics? Wow. I can give you a laundry list. <laughs> right now, uh, well, of course, the border has been a priority for a while. But now in the past little over a year now, uh, aside from that, we're also experiencing food and fuel prices going up along with our property taxes. And there's a vote coming up to add more to our tax debt. So at this point, I feel the people that are running the country, our so-called leaders, do they really know what they're doing? Because they're spending and spending and squeezing us everywhere. And at what point do we say no more? At what point do we start questioning, do these people know what they're doing? Do they know how to manage money and live in a budget the way the rest of us do? Apparently not, because they just voted to give themselves a raise recently. I find that ironic. While everybody else is suffering through inflation and maybe a minor raise, they just patted themselves on the back for a job well done, even though they were isolated and indoors and social distancing and not showing up at the office, but they still got paid. Schools were shut down for over a year. They still got their funding, and now they want more. I, I, I just at what point do we decide as citizens that this is too much? That we, we can't afford all these pet projects that they want to do. And at the end of the day, they say they're taking money from us for a project, and the projects are never completed. And then, what, and then in a few years, here they, there they are again with their handout. We need to finish. And it's, it's always the same story. It's for the children. It's for the children. It's for the teachers. It's for, then why do I see 
sports arenas going up in high schools? Why do I see state-of-the-art computers, you know, ergonomic chairs for teachers? You know, in the real world, in private industry, you have the same PC for six years or until it dies on you. You don't replace it every year or every other year. I mean, things like that I find ridiculous. I have to go downtown on Alamo Street to get city permits. Oh, they went from a PC to a Mac computer widescreen, curved at that. Do you know how much that cost us? We don't have those luxuries, but they do. Unfortunately, I don't think that people realize that we still live under a monarchy. It's just that now our local city officials are the new aristocracy, and we're flipping the bill for all of their entitlements. It's called local tyranny. <laughs> That's right. And it's, it's unfortunate that those, they, they, they're not suffering the same reality we are. The rest of us do have a budget. The rest of us have increasing bills. They have increasing pay. I mean, we live in an upside-down reality right now. Vanessa, thank you very, very much for talking to me. You're welcome, George. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And uh, we've got a real special guest with us, uh, Miss Irina Rudolph. And uh, she is a, uh, an immigrant. Uh, from the old Soviet Union, from Russia. And uh, if anybody knows about what uh, socialism can do and will do, uh, I think she does. Uh, Rina, thank you for, for taking time to be with us. What do you think about it when you hear uh, somebody like AOC, like Ocasio-Cortez, say that, you know, we need more socialism? Uh, I think nowadays a lot of young Democrats are brainwashed. Uh, like my TikTok, one guy said, happiest people lives under socialism. I was laughing and I kind of make a video. So under socialism, you cannot own your own business. Like he said, we can be uh, a free market and socialist. And I say, we cannot be free market under socialism because free market is private business. You cannot own any business under socialism. Everything is belongs to the government. Uh, you don't have no freedom. You cannot miss the work because if you're going to miss the work, you're going to go to jail. You cannot say you're not happy under socialism because you're going to disappear, most likely, or go to jail. Um, you have to get, use vouchers, like portions uh, for the family. Depends how many uh, people in your family, they give you those vouchers. And if you can buy only one pound of sugar, so you have to use that one pound for a whole month. Same with bread and meat and cigarettes, alcohol and everything. Um, sometimes we would share one apple, uh, buy four pieces for a family of four, and maybe eat a quarter of apple a month. Uh, same with any other fruits. So it, it was pretty horrible. And I'm here in the United States of America, and I'm fighting for the freedom because this is the last country. There is nowhere to go. Yeah, excellent. Um, I remember I, I actually visited the Soviet Union in 1989 as the wall was coming down. And I remember that we were told the official statement was that everybody had something. Um, but when we looked around, they didn't have very much. No, the only people that have something is would be uh, politicians and the normal people would not have anything. Uh, you would never own a property. It all belongs to the government. They let you use it, but in the end... They take it away from you. Um, you 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 cannot own anything. It's just pretty much just all government. So do you think uh, when you hear somebody like uh, Ocasio-Cortez or uh, any of these socialist Democrats talk about uh, socialism, does it does it really bother you? It's really, really bothered me. It's, uh, I just cannot take it anymore. I try to teach all these Democrats that it's not good Socialism and communism, two different boards, meaning exactly the same thing. And uh, Vladimir Lenin uh, said, if you don't know who, who this guy is, please make your research. But Vladimir Lenin said that uh, socialism is leading to communism. So it's, it's two different words, meaning exactly the same thing, guys. Uh, you need to, you need to uh, educate yourself. Stop listening to the democratic news. Thank you very much, Irene. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And uh, we've got Mr. Brandon Bradshaw, who is president 
of the Republican Men's Club here in uh, San Antonio. I wanted to reach out to him and ask him uh, what uh, he hears or what he thinks uh, are the pressing issues right now here in Texas and uh, across the nation. Brandon, what do you think? Thank you, sir. Um, I feel like with uh, the things going on, the immigration issue is my wife's from the Philippines. We did everything by the book legally, and that's the way it should be. And especially what they're going to be doing with doctors now, taking them away from the VA and actually assisting the, the uh, immigration department and stuff like that. I think that's just totally wrong. Being an ex-military vet myself, I, I totally disclose of that. that. That gets under my skin majorly. But with other things, including uh, um, the city and everything, I think we just need to move forward and, and get in it more Republican, get more people involved, uh, less, you know, more action, uh, less talk. I mean, it's just we need to get moving. What about the issue of, uh, I mean, you as a businessman, what about the issue, first of all, of taxes, both local, state and federal, uh, as well as the price of energy? Well, with the price of energy, like uh, example, like what uh, Mr. Musk is doing, trying to buy in Twitter. I totally agree with that. And because people don't understand with people controlling one thing, it's going to be like a dictatorship. Now, with energy, there's no reason. We can have our own. We can be independent and free. Don't have to rely on nobody. People don't understand. I want $18 an hour at McDonald's. You don't understand, sir. If you go $18 at McDonald's, you're going to be paying $22,000 of rent just like Seattle does. That's why it's a different. People coming from California, come to Texas. We'll welcome you. But if you come here... It's not going to be like California. you got to keep it the way Texas is. That's why you're moving over here. Got it. What about the issue of, uh, of uh, this um, environmental stuff where, I mean, we're, we've got to be so very, very careful with everything that we burn, with everything that we use. Uh, you as a businessman, how is that, how is that impacting? It's making a big issue because people don't realize the U.S. actually is one of the cleanest in the world. And if we're going to be following these kind of rules with China and everybody else uh, with their gases and their oils, which is so filthy and dirty and it goes into our environment, let's go attack that first. Let's get out of that, that out of the way. That's why our energy is going up. And people that are greenhouse, I mean, I love plants. I love stuff. When it comes to business and everything, you've got to be realistic on how we're going to live in this world. And if you can't live in this world, that's, that's, that's right. Um, the uh, situation that we've heard regarding uh, here in San Antonio uh, of the city trying to push a new bond, which uh, is more debt. Uh, your thoughts? I'm totally against it. I think it's going to affect us, and in the long run, it's going to end up hurting us and biting us in the ass later on. <laughs> you got it. Thank you very much. We've been speaking with uh, Brandon Bradshaw, president of the uh, Republican Men's Club. Pleasure. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Once again, my friends, thank you very, very much for tuning into our program today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we really, really had a good time in uh, in preparing it. Uh, I want to thank uh, very, uh, very, very much. I want to thank uh, Miss Crystal Keen for helping me to get uh, her grandpa, uh, Mr. Cal Thomas, on the show. He is fantastic. I mean, I I really hope that we can get him back on the program again. Uh, I really, I also want to thank um, Art Del Cueto uh, from the uh, U.S. Border Patrol uh, National Council. I want to thank him for, for taking time to be with us. Uh, my friends, I'm really worried about some of our friends in the, um, in the Border Patrol and in ICE. Um, their morale is very, very low right now. They are getting absolutely no support for their job, for their work uh, from uh, the uh, Biden administration, on the contrary, they uh, and, uh, and there are all sorts of efforts to block their uh, to do uh, block them from doing their work. It, it's 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 surreal. I mean, uh, it, it, they are in the same boat that police officers are in big cities. 
they can't do anything right as far as this administration is, is uh, as far as they are concerned. Uh, remember the two, um, uh, or the uh, Border Patrol agent, rather, that uh, was uh, uh, jumped on because supposedly uh, he uh, whipped uh, on horseback, he whipped those the, this, this Haitian. Uh, remember that picture? Well, the man, ha- the the agent has been proven not guilty, has been acquitted of any any wrongdoing, except that there is still a uh, something uh, hanging over him, another investigation hanging over him within the White House. The White House and the Justice Department haven't backed off. Uh, it, it's it's outrageous. It is absolutely outrageous. So uh, I take my hat off to the Border Patrol. I support them 100%, and I want to thank Art Del Cueto for being on our program today. Uh, finally, I also want to uh, thank the uh, folks that, uh, that uh, we did the, uh, the interview with, uh, the folks that, uh, that uh, uh, conceded to do the interview uh, a little uh, last week. Uh, Mr. Miss Jackie Klein, Mr. Uh, Michael Rodriguez, uh, Mr. Manny uh, Garcia, Miss Vanessa Alvarado, uh, Miss Irina Rudolph, and Mr. Brandon Bradshaw, who is president of the San Antonio Republican Men's Club. Uh, I want to thank them for uh, uh, taking time to to uh, talk to us and give us their opinion of what is going on uh, in uh, in politics and how it's affecting their daily lives. My friends, once again, I want to thank all of you. I want to encourage you to please tell your friends about our show. I also want to encourage you to um, uh, go to uh, the website and uh, uh, listen to past shows as well as uh, all the writings, all the opinions that I write. Uh, And I also want to encourage everyone to um, uh, buy my book, El Conservador Conservative Opinions. Without uh, further ado, my friends, thank you very, very much. And join us again next week on on the same channel, on the same station. George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Until next time, have a good one. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.